Hello everyone, this is the GNL podcast and today we're going to be speaking with Joy Howison from Project <laughs> Lip. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us today, Joy. Uh, could you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, well firstly, thank you for having me. Um, I'm excited to be here. So my name's Joy Howison and I am the founder of Project Lip, which is a vegan and cruelty-free lip plumping brand. So the brand started out as a complete startup from my apartment in Manchester, and then it now successfully retails across the UK and globally, which is really exciting. Fantastic. So what, what kind of inspired the start of Project Lip? So what inspired me to start Project Lip is kind of my background and my um, industry experience. I started out my career in the makeup industry on MAC Cosmetics, which I was really excited to get a job in. And I was surrounded by amazing industry specialists at the time. This is quite a few years ago. Um, and I saw just a huge trend appear for lips and bigger lips and how to achieve bigger lips, which quite often stemmed from society and the social media and the celebrities that were getting lip fillers and uh, you know the, there was just a massive trend at the time so the trend that actually was happening within makeup was that a lot of people were wearing matte lipstick as opposed to gloss and for somebody who doesn't have lip fillers and was quite you know th this was quite a few years ago so it's quite young at the time it wasn't something that I was familiar with getting I thought there must be an alternative to get like a fuller lip and still have a matte finish because on the market at the time, there was a lot of lip gloss plumpers. There was nothing that was just a matte product and plumped your lips. So that's kind of where it started. The idea was born kind of while I was working at MAC and it just never really um, got started until a few years later. Amazing, amazing. So uh, how was it working at MAC? A lot of huge makeup artists and huge people in the beauty industry all seemed to start off at MAC. How did you find it? Yeah, I mean, it was super exciting to get the job at MAC. And when I started, it was in the Selfridges at Manchester, Manchester City Centre. And it, it was a fantastic experience. And I learned a lot. There was about, I think, 10 people at the time. By the time I left, there was around 40. So that's how much it grew within the time that I was there. But I definitely was working with some of the top specialists. And as you mentioned, in the industry, they've then gone on to do incredible things. Um, you know, so I was trained at the time by a guy called James Malloy, who he's then since gone out into Asia and headed up MAC Cosmetics there as well. And then he brought out his own company. So those are the kind of people I was working with at the time. And they taught me a lot about the trends and, you know, working with customers. And through that experience, I just got to meet a lot of people, a lot of different ages of people, different face shapes, lip shapes, eye shapes, skin tones. It was an amazing experience to get you know, really hands-on uh, makeup experience in the industry. Amazing, amazing. And I know, well, I know of James Malloy. We follow him on our um, makeup app and he's he's incredible. So we love the fact that you are a British Manchester-born brand made in the UK. How important was this to you? 
Massively important. I mean, I'm super proud that we are able to say that we were, firstly, the brand is born in Manchester. I love Manchester City. And, you know, the fact that we are made in the UK. And it's so important because everything that is produced and manufactured is made in the UK. And I work closely with my manufacturers to ensure that we are, you know, doing things sustainably, ethically, and, you know, they are a fantastic support to enable me to do that. We go so far as even sourcing our packaging, the exterior packaging is actually in the Northwest. And that again is just really exciting because for somebody who previously, you know, wasn't, didn't have a business and has now got a business, to learn on the job is exactly what's happened with Project Lip. And to be able to have manufacturers that allow me to go to their factory and watch the product being produced or the packaging is incredibly exciting as uh, I'm sure you can imagine and it just allows that really hands-on experience and you know having a northwest um, manufacturer for the product and also for the packaging has been a really exciting experience and you know a, a crucial part to the brand which just adds to the whole ethos um, that we have and People love that we're made in the UK, which is uh, really great to hear. That's fantastic. And I, I really love the fact that you're made in the UK as well. I think it's so important for us to try and manufacture as much as we can in this in this country. So I think it's fab. And also, um, actually working on a brand of my own, I know how difficult it is to be able to find and source packaging and, and good manufacturers in the UK. So literally hats off to you. It's so impressive. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it can be difficult. And I think a lot of brands do find themselves having to go overseas due to, you know, costs or um, possibly not having, you know, the time. It does take a little bit longer as well because you do have to work on your costings and you do have to work on making sure that everything kind of fits together. There's a lot of logistics within cosmetics and any business that produces multiple products that I think all happens behind the scenes but yeah it's really good that you know I've worked with my manufacturers now from the start which has been fantastic and they've been incredibly supportive and you know guided me through it as well which has been brilliant so helped me kind of learn on the job and develop and progress the brand. And that's what we could really ask for from our you know partners who we're working with and developing products it's so great that they're able to you know, guide you and help you out along the way. That's amazing. Yeah, no, definitely. And something just to kind of touch on, like as a brand, we, you know, for me, one of the biggest things, I launched the brand when I was 24 and, um, sorry, the idea when I was 24 and when I was actually writing down like exactly what I wanted for the brand, it was crucial to have a really good price point that was accessible for everybody. I couldn't, do the price point due to costings such as as low as high street stores but equally I knew we weren't going to aim ourselves at a luxury brand I really wanted an accessible product that anybody could pick up and try and with that comes that kind of the cost prices and working with manufacturers you do have to have the support of them to be able to then achieve the right retail price as well just something you know to to share with you it is it's interesting no absolutely and it's so important and I think I think that's what your customers do actually appreciate that a lot the fact that you are trying everything you can to make it accessible and make it achievable yeah. for people to 
buy into the brand and hopefully they buy more. <laughs> Definitely. Well, that's the thing. We want people to try multiple products. We offer different products, which, you know, widens our audience to try lip plumping. So, um, yeah, that, that's it started with one product, the brand. And now, you know, through the support of our customers, we have been able to, you know, have multiple products, which is fantastic. Amazing, amazing. So your products are made with your products are made with natural ingredients and vegan and cruelty free. Um, was this a non-negotiable for you? And do you think this is the this is the future of the industry? Yes. I mean, for me personally, I had a few kind of key things that I wanted the brand, the ethos of the brand to be. Those being made in the UK, very accessible, fun, and had the qualities of being sustainable, ethical, vegan, and cruelty-free. So we are ticking all of those, and we will continue to tick those through current products, new products that we're working on, and anything that we do, you know, launch. Um, and for me, it is a non-negotiable because I just, it's quite close to my heart. I just do believe that we shouldn't be testing on animals. I think this should be stopped completely. And, you know, within the mainstream, there are luxury brands that are still getting away with, you know, testing on animals. So it's, it's, I think we all should be doing it. I think there's some incredible, huge brands out there like The Body Shop that are ambassadors and standing proud to make sure animal testing um, is stopped. And a lot of kind of smaller brands, indie brands like myself, you know, we are making sure that everything we're doing and going forward is cruelty free. It's so funny that you say that because I, I do feel like a lot of the indie brands, the independent, smaller, younger brands who have started up in the last like five to 10 years, they're the ones that have been really kind of leading the way on this and kind of forcing the bigger brands to actually take note on and, and be more conscious. Massively. And I think we, as new brands emerge, which has come through, you know, the opening of social media, it's opened all our worlds out and it's allowed a lot of opportunities for people. But I feel as brands are coming out, we do have to be different. We do have to make sure that we are, you know, making a stand. So things like being cruelty free, it should be stopped and it, we, should, so we should be cruelty free and there should be no animal testing. And really for smaller brands if smaller brands can achieve it there is no excuse for bigger brands who have bigger budgets they have more accessibility to be able to look at alternatives to test their products so if we can achieve it i do feel like the big brands that are still doing it should be able to achieve it ethics definitely seem to be like a huge part of your brand your products plump lips naturally uh, how much would you say this was a response to the rise in cosmetic procedures the inspiration behind the brand was very much started because there was a very big matte lip trend and then in addition to that there was a lot of reality stars i mean the biggest one for me would be Angelina Jolie and Kylie Jenner. Um, again, two very different celebrity stars there, but both, you know, with fuller lips and with the kind of trend of Kylie Jenner and her audience, her age, going from such a dramatic change with her lips through lip fillers, it just massively blew up cosmetic procedures. And for me, I just felt the, what, there was a gap, but equally, myself I wanted a product that I I didn't want lip fillers and it's not that I'm against it the brand is actually in support of both we are a product to actually use with or without um lip fillers it works with both 
that I just felt there needed to be an alternative that wasn't the typical plumping gloss that was out there. And, you know, this was a few years ago. So when the idea was around and the glosses just were super sticky and tacky and gloss wasn't even a massive trend like it is now. So, um, you know, for me to provide a product that plumps lips naturally, I didn't just want a one hit wonder, you apply it and that's it. I wanted something that actually you know, worked long-term. So we do have natural collagen boosting ingredients in there. It is scientifically proven, our products, that if you use them three times a day, every day for 28 days, you will um, see an increase in lip shape and size. We actually did do um, mass testing as well. And we had a result back of 84% agreed that they saw a fuller lip shape and size, which again, as a smaller brand, is fantastic to be able to communicate to our customers that if you are going to try our product at an affordable price, you can look at this product as an alternative for lip fillers or equally to use in between your treatments as a bit of a boost. So it's it's a real all-rounder. There's a lot to um, our individual products and how it works through seeing the response to the cosmetic procedures. We needed to make sure that it did make a difference to the lips when you're applying it. Nobody wants a product that doesn't do anything. So we, uh, well, myself was massively keen on making sure the product felt like it did something on your lips, but equally had a result at the end. So when you apply any one of our products, you will get a tingle sensation and this stimulates the blood flow and this will cause your lip to um, slightly swell and get fuller and this creates your plumper lip. So you get that instant result. But then again, with the collagen boosting ingredients, you get the long-term benefits as well. Really great way of looking at it because you're kind of saying, look, we're, we're providing an alternative, but we're not being judgy. We're here if you do want to have fillers, like we're here to support you and help you as much as we can in like getting that same look. Like you said, in between treatments, I think that's really um, smart way of looking at it. And I, I, I totally agree with you that if you're going to have a product that is an alternative, it does need to be effective. There are so many gimmicky products out there at the moment or in the last 10 years. And yours, by the fact that you've had those, um, you know, trials proving that it works, it just really goes to actually really give people an alternative if they do want one. And in terms of, you know, slightly controversial, but in terms of, you know, everyone being able to do what's right for them and you guys not taking a judgmental stance on fillers, what are your thoughts on the new government legislation that, um, you know, lip fillers have been banned for under 18s? How, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you've actually touched on that because to be honest, I was really shocked that it wasn't already a legislation. Um, I was really shocked and I'm glad that it's received the press that it has received and made everybody kind of aware that actually non-qualified cosmetic people were actually giving procedures. And in addition, people under 18 were being given procedures that they shouldn't have been receiving. So 18 was a long time ago <laughs> for me. It's not that long, it's not that long, but it's, you know, you're so influenced by the, by the outside world. And to think that people under the age of 18 were getting lip fillers, it's quite scary, um, that thought, because I mean, when I was 18, it wasn't as, as round as much. And I think that just the social influence and impact that is happening at the moment through, you know, reality stars and 
Instagram and what people are portraying, it's, you know, a great platform, but it has its downfalls and it, it does influence, I think, young, the younger generation. So the fact that the legislation is there now just supports, um, you know, making sure that you are of they the right age to make this decision on whether you want a permanent cosmetic treatment. Yeah, I totally agree. I was pretty shocked, actually, that it wasn't um, a law either. I, I was quite... Yeah. And as soon as I saw that, the only thing I thought was, yeah, that absolutely needs to be right. And I don't know if I'm like old now and I'm just being like super like maternal, but in my head, 18 is a good age to actually be able to make that decision. And I think 16 year olds, like you said, there is so much social influence and it's so easy to feel like you already feel bad about yourself or you already feel conscious. And, you know, so many things going on in your head that it's just one thing you don't have to think about because it's kind of taken away from you um so it forces you to just you know just learn to love yourself as much as you can and then if you're 18 and you still want to do it because of whatever reason so your choice then you have that choice then but you've obviously had a couple more years to really think about whether it's something you really want to do I agree with everything that you said there and I think I was just while I was listening to you then I was just thinking about when I was working at Mac it was around I was about 19 and, you know, we were at at Mac, we were trained to make the best of every feature that you've got. And we were never, we never would approach anybody and encourage them to change anything. So it was just more about making yourself feel good, picking up that lipstick, putting on a red lip and feeling fantastic about your day. And you know, we'd pick a lip liner up and shape a lip. We would never pick a needle up and think, I need to go and get my lips filled to shape my lip. So it just shows how much like cosmetic procedures and social media has just, you know, taken over globally everywhere. But at the same time, I think it is important that the legislation is there, like you said, to just make sure people do have the time to think about it and it is taken away from them. You know, when they've got them extra years. So, yeah, it's interesting. Absolutely. And you're right. I think that's the beauty of makeup. Um, and when I was younger, I was very self-conscious and I used makeup to make myself feel better. And that's the point. Yeah. Of it. Like you say, you can use a lip liner and, you know, learn how to enhance your, your own features with yeah. products that are already available. So hopefully we'll just be creating more makeup artists, which will be great. Yes, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> amazing so so you guys have had a fantastic press you're stocked in huge international national retailers what was the turning point for you and how long did it take for you to get there for a small brand that was born out of an apartment you know I pressed live on my uh, dining table in the apartment it really has grown massively in the UK and globally and my biggest theory in life is just don't accept no for an answer <laughs> which at the same time will tell you I got a lot of rejection. So um, how we got there is that I just banged the doors down. I firstly really believed in the product. I really believe in what it does and what we stand for. And I just had no fear when I approached uh, the retailers. I just felt like they needed it. I mean, the the whole product and brand, you know, was born through an idea that I had, but it only came into fruition when I actually had a life-threatening illness. And that's when I made the decision to 
go for it. I thought I've got to, you know, grasp every moment. And I just was really kind of fearless in wanting to make sure that the retailers had it because I didn't have, I'm not an influencer. I didn't have the celebrity status that a lot of people now have and can actually put a brand out. I knew that I needed the support of retailers to get the brand out there. There's been no investment in the brand. This is a complete startup. So I knew I needed support of big retailers. I had a few key key ones on my list and I just gave them the products, followed up with them and just made sure that they were going to retail this product. So for anybody who is out there and they are starting, you are going to get a lot of rejections, but you've just got to keep going going for it and making sure that you get yes and not a no, but it is it is easier said than done. And the turning point for us, I think we initially did start with a huge retailer, which was Pretty Little Thing, and they've been a fantastic support for the brand. We did so well when we launched originally with them that we actually did a collection, a Pretty Little Thing times project lit, lit plumper, limited edition, which again was all sourced and manufactured in the UK. And that was a complete sellout. So that was fantastic. Through that, we then managed to get the Hook Group, which is look fantastic. And that is Europe's biggest um, online retailer. They are, again, fantastic e-commerce platform. And to think and see my product retailing against brands that I used to work next to when I was at Mac in Selfridges is just, it's a very surreal moment. So what is next for Project Lip? What does 2022 have in store? We have a lot um, lined up, actually. We have got a super, super exciting launch, which is a UK first. It is plumping lip liners available in six different shades, six different nude tones, which is going to be really exciting and a fabulous extension to the current products it means you've got a bit more of a lip routine you can prime color gloss and line your lips which is brilliant and then in 2022 we are moving into a new area and it's very exciting we are moving into the face so we will be launching skincare and we just have to stay tuned for when we're launching it so joy my last question would be what good news have you had or heard this week? In the industry, I would say I think it's been amazing that everybody has come together for the Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We've just been um, doing quite a few different articles and stories and, you know, addressing how important the topic is. So I love seeing brands that aren't usually associated with um certain topics actually come together I think there's been quite a lot this year which has been really good we have had some really good news that all of our retailers are launching the lip liners which is fantastic because sometimes you can have you launch your products and then the retailers will take them and they've all snapped them up they're very very excited so it's going to be an amazing launch for us so definitely stay tuned and watch it thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today Thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed it. Enjoyed it.